0: Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jake Barros, and today I am joined by my fellow gamers, Ewan. Hello and welcome. Oh, that's my saying. You have to come up with a different one, mate. What
1: do you mean that's your
0: saying? <laughs> I just that's said that. That's
1: absolutely Go my on, saying. Be
0: original. and be I all came
1: s- up with my catchphrase just because you, just cause last week, Jake, you couldn't decide your catchphrase. You think you have a right to come in and steal well, mine? Is why, that how it is? why
0: write it in the script, mate, if you want me to say something different, okay? <sighs> Good point. All right, yeah, I'll okay. come up with your catchphrase. <laughs> It'll be in next week's script. Thank you. That's that. I'm going to hold you to that. And we're also joined by Camilla.
2: Hello. Insert catchphrase here.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're, that's we, a good one. We you should have had that one, Jake. Uh, that, that's like, um, you know, when you're in school and you're like, come up with a team name, and you're like, the no names kind of thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I had a friend that his team name, his default team name, was always the team that wanted a really cool name but couldn't come up with one, so I just decided to call them this instead. It was something really long-winded
0: like that. Uh, but the teacher had fun
2: yeah. writing that down.
1: Yeah, the teacher didn't particularly
0: like me and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I wonder why. Um so how have you been, Camilla? Have you been uh living it up in Overwatch with the new character at all or Oh,
2: uh, look, I'm not much of a tank, I'll be honest, but she is very cool. I'm I'm really enjoying. Uh her name is Orisa or Orisa, depending on whether you're Jeff Kaplan or
1: everyone else. <laughs> um confusion.
2: <laughs> very confusing. But she's really cool and it's actually interesting because she's, she's not quite like the other characters that have been released because we really, really didn't see her coming. Everyone sort of expected that Doomfist, who's been teased very, very heavily, would be the very next hero that we saw from Overwatch. But Orisa just came out of nowhere. Interesting. So really, what's a, yeah, what, really happy.
0: What's a thing? What's, don't they all have a okay, thing? I haven't played Overwatch yet, so you know, that says. That's uh... So she,
2: she's supposed to be an anchor tank, which means that the team, the the rest of the team, sort of benefit from working around her. But I think of her more as a sort of support because she can put these um these protective barriers down there, arc-shaped barriers. They're not very wide; they're about her own width. But she can put them anywhere, so they can block doors. Um, they can be sort of on the front line, um, and she can. She's also got like a decent gun, which a lot of the other sort of tanks that are more stationary, like say Reinhardt, don't have that ability. So she's a little bit different in that she's not as good as ab- at absor- uh, at absorbing hits mm-hmm. but she can protect other characters from those hits and she can also deal a fair bit of damage herself so just i love for, like different.
1: how much surrounds overwatch like there's this whole overwatch mm. world that i'm for so sure. removed from i have like no <laughs> idea what's going on like camilla just used the term anchor tank i was like that's i was aware of tanks obviously but there's oh, like subsections of tanks so i was like <laughs> Totally well, when,
0: blown away by that. When Camilla was like, I'm not a tank. I'm like, God, there's a reference in there, but I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I supposed to laugh? Is
2: that I, supposed yeah, to I'm be like, like oh, an God. inside
1: Overwatch joke? I do- I do-
2: <laughs> no, I'm just terrible at it. Absolutely terrible. I'm more of an offensive sort of player, but I don't know. Maybe I'll give her more of a go, more as a defensive player support character rather than the strict tank, but we'll see. She's interesting. She's got a really cool... Uh, backstory, so that's worth checking out as well on the uh, Overwatch channel.
1: Are they still doing like the backstory like videos? There's like yes. the okay, sure. as well For as sure. the comics. Like, is when's the Overwatch movie coming out as well? <laughs> like, there's just <laughs> I, so much. I
2: want it so bad. I want it so badly. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're still pumping them out, still connecting them to one another. And like I mentioned earlier, Doomfist has been heavily featured in uh, the recent videos, so I think we'll hear more about him hopefully soon but
0: we'll see. Yeah, cool. And, I mean, talk there about you team stuff. Like, Ewan, you've recently uh, reviewed Wildlands, another team-heavy kind of I did. game, whether that's solo and AI or, or with your friends. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, we're going to be playing some of that soon, I hope, Jake. Oh, we gotta, I We've got to test uh, test the <laughs> multiplayer
0: functionality in yeah, the, don't the worry. real world, there's, I guess. Uh, um, there's only 11 hours to go on my download, even though it's been downloading <laughs> all day. It um, <laughs> it, is a, it is a big download and it
1: took me took me quite a while um yeah but you just don't got it have NBN, so long, didn't you yeah i did I, I did like it it took a few hours which was a, a bit of a pain um I've got- i don't know my internet's still pretty temperamental though like so it, it likes to go really slowly and it was saying like 48 hours i'm like well this is unacceptable <laughs> um and then i kind of just restarted my router and it dropped down to like a few hours i'm like that's that's better um but yeah, no, games are big, man. It's like 46 downloads. Uh, yeah, it's quite big. Uh, they're, yeah, they are. They're a sizable game, uh, downloads. Anyhow, um, the game is really, really good, though. I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, it's uh, a pretty typical Ubisoft game, um, very sort of checkbox style. Like, uh, you just kind of got like a long list of missions to sort of mm. rattle through, and you got to do one thing before you can do the next thing. Um, but uh, the variety is not bad. Um although like if you're sort of familiar with Ubisoft games, like being, you know, far cry, assassins, creed, the division, um, watchdogs, it's very much in the same sort of vein. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's it's fine. Like, it's a lot of fun to play. The stealth mechanics are good. The game's really great when it does kind of a different thing. Um, I suspect it's as good a solo experience as it is a multiplayer experience. Um, the seamless kind of switch... Uh, you're able to sort of seamlessly switch over from playing solo to uh, to playing co-op. Um, so that works really well. I was really impressed with that. Um, my sort of, like, major hang-up with the game, though, was just kind of, like, how they handled the the themes of the game. Mm. Um it's quite dark subject matter. Like you're dealing with narco terrorists and, and mm-hmm. drug cartels, professional hitmen, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, makes reference to like child slavery and child trafficking, oh, wow. mass murder or wow. terrorism, like social subjugation, like just this kind of nation that's under this tyrannous kind of control. Um, like pretty heavy stuff. Um, and yet like, your characters that you're driving around with are like cracking a joke about trying a bit of cocaine themselves. And um, (laughs) there's like this one kind of like sub boss that you fight um, that's, uh, that's kind of like a pop star kind of thing. And your handler, like your CIA handler, I guess just like makes all these jokes about like how attractive he is, Like, you know, bring him in, but don't you dare touch his face. And it's just like, yeah, Come um. on, this just feels wrong <laughs> Like, you're you're dealing with such heavy subject matter And you're kind of going about it in this dumb, silly way um, And it doesn't go so far to make it like outlandish or zany Like Far Cry so often did, right? Um, it just kind of feels really awkward Yeah um, Cause that was a big hang up for me, because that just really affected my engagement and immersion. Um, and I think, like, Ubisoft's formula works, but it could work so much better if it had this engaging narrative and characters I cared about, yeah. much in the way you do other games out at the moment. Um, but you don't. Like, you're just kind of just check, tech, uh, checking those boxes again. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I think it's still uh still worth playing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I, cont- I am gonna continue to play more of it and hopefully Jake we're gonna play some more of it together. But it just like was a little I feel like people experiencing open world fatigue aren't gonna find anything new here. Like it's uh definitely gonna fuel that fatigue more, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Well look, we're gonna mm. we're gonna chat about open worlds uh a little bit more in just a second, but Also on the show this week, uh, we're probably going to, well probably, we are going to be discussing things (laughs) like uh, best co-op games, so talking a little bit more about multiplayers and obviously the Nintendo Nintendo Switch. How can we not? It's still going bangers everywhere. Um, But let's first, um, let's drop into open worlds and, uh, you know, because we've had some big ones kind of come through, uh, especially this month. We've had Zelda, we've had Horizon Zero Dawn and obviously Ghost Recon Wildlands you know mm. what is special i guess about you know these open worlds in particular you know there's been quite a lot of i guess information about Zelda to come out and the hype around that and especially horizon as well um and obviously you and with your experience in wildlands what is it about these that everyone's just going nuts about
1: <sighs> ah it's a good question um I think with like I think with all three of these games actually the benefit of them is that they are like sandbox environments. You can sort of approach any mission uh, the way you like. Mm. Um, I've i of all of these, sorry, I've actually had the most limited experience with Zelda. I've played little more than half an hour of Zelda, um, which is blasphemous apparently. Well, I've played zero, um, so you've done better you than played, <laughs> So Camilla is going to be our go-to expert on zelda and I'm interested to see what <laughs> she has to say about that. Um but yeah, like you know, the beauty with Ghost Recon is there's you can kind of go in all guns blazing, that presents its own challenges or you, or you can obviously play it stealthily like it kind of uh asks you to. Um the drone is really kind of cool for doing that. Um and and in much the same way Horizon is uh is the same. Like you um you can approach it quite stealthily, you know, deploy traps, hide in the bushes, um, use the stealth kind of kill mechanic, or you can kind of like load yourself up with fire arrows and just let fire rain from the sky. Mm. Um, and that obviously connects with players, and I think that open world environment lends itself very well to that. Um, mm. I believe Zelda is the same, Camilla. Like you can, you, know, you can kind of complete the shrines in various ways and stuff, yeah?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I've only played a couple of hours of it so far, but so far I've found that there's it's not very linear. You can sort of go wherever you like to. You can climb trees, mountainside. You can climb climb ruins. All these different things, and it doesn't feel like you have a waypoint all the time. It feels like you can really move around and see the things that you want to see without knowing necessarily oh I should be here or I should be doing this you can just kind of get a feel for your environment without feeling like you're being instructed the whole time which is really nice because it's a really really nice aesthetic that they have going on so it's quite quite um quite charming just being able to wander around and explore things and meet new sorts of enemies and find little treasures and things so I'm really enjoying that aspect of things
1: yeah i think that's something that horizon and ghost recon maybe lack in that regard like you don't really kind of gain much from just kind of stumbling around like you pretty much are always going to a checkpoint i don't think that you're kind of really mm-hmm. rewarded mm-hmm. from going off the beaten track and seeing what's over on the other side of those trees or whatever like not in the way that you know the witcher rewards reward you for that or it sounds like zelda rewards you for that um
2: maybe i think it-
1: that's that's an important thing to have
2: that said, one of the things that I really, really like about Horizon Zero Dawn is that sort of you're you're with Aloy on this very singular sort of adventure, you know, what she wants out of what she's doing. And then there's these side quests that are really very clearly defined, you know, the purpose of them and everything. But there's this overarching story of um, like our civilization and what happened to, to us, the player, mm-hmm. like the people that we knew and the people that and the things that we did, what happened to that sort of society. And I find that really, really interesting just wandering around and um, like I found a blown-up car and just covered in um, moss and just buried in this world and I imagine that Aloy would wander past that and have absolutely no idea and she found a, a set of car keys and it was listed in the inventory as... Ancient chimes, and I just thought that was <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, That's cool. just that little touch of familiarity in a strange place.
0: Mm, that is cool.
2: I find it really charming.
0: Do you think though, like, like I guess the difference between, like we were saying before, Horizon and Ghost Recon, there's you know, there's these waypoints, there's these kind of like corridor that you kind of get walked down um, to, you mm-hmm. know, get get to the end game. But with Zelda, do you think? because there's not really that hand-holding too much that there's, like, in a way that there's not enough hand-holding that you'll be like, well, I don't know what to do, mm. so I don't know what to do next, therefore I'm going to get bored and away we go. You get a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. You? Mm, yeah.
2: That's possible, yeah. I mean, even... But I you can't... haven't found it yet? Well, not necessarily. I mean, in the in the first mission, or what whatever you'd like to call it, mm. I, I sort of wandered away from where I was supposed to be and stopped playing. I would, had something to do and then went back to it later, having completely forgotten what I was really supposed to do and just got totally lost. And it was only when I died that I sort of got transported back to where I was supposed to be and then found my way again. So had I not Transfer. died, I think I would have been perhaps wandering around a little bit aimlessly so there's like- for a while. But it's not, it's not a bad experience necessarily because it is so beautiful. It's not miserable wandering around aimlessly
0: so there really is like no waypoint at all there's like no icon no there there are
2: icons um as i said i'm not particularly far through there are icons um in this particular circumstance i thought it was the icon to where i needed to go but it was the icon from where i'd been and that gap between picking the switch up putting it down, going and going on with my day and then coming back to it, I had completely forgotten where I came from and where I was meant to go.
0: Interesting. Oh, oh God, I'm so eager to play it. but I, I know, me too. I, I can't <laughs> drop that money yet. Oh, God, so much. <laughs> um,
1: and, yeah, and, like, the fact that, like, I barely feel like I've, played much of Horizon as well because I had to go and play Wildlands and it's like <sighs> oh, yeah. there's just too many games to play already it's only March what's going on oh, I had to wake it's up early the other day to play a game <laughs> it's like what
0: what is the world coming to you I haven't done that <laughs> since I was 10 and I just got yeah. one for Christmas <laughs> yeah it's crazy um, yeah because like well Ghost Recon's downloading now so I'll probably play that tomorrow by the time it finishes probably get Horizon mm. at the end of the week and <laughs> then God help me if I buy a or buy a Switch in the in the next few weeks, but who knows. But yeah, And you got to get
1: all three games done before Mass Effect comes out at the end oh. of the month. Uh, nah, I'll miss that one. <laughs> That's okay.
0: Um, uh,
1: I don't think I can. I don't think I can miss this this one. Kingdom Hearts well, rem- Remaster as
0: well. Oh, God, I forgot oh, about Jake. that. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. That's like five <laughs> games in one. Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, I do yeah. want to say on the, on the topic of open worlds, though... Um, is that I think like we have seen some pretty um, decent open-world games sort of in recent years. Um, like I think maybe even GTA Five. there might have been something even preceding that that sort of really kind of kicked off um, the obsession, the industry's obsession with open-world mm. games. Um, and there's quite a variety of kind of different style open-world games you get now. But the ones that I think are really... The ones that really work are the ones where story is still... Um, still appropriately. Involved, um, I think, mm. like, you can't have, like, too dense a story in an open world because it, it, you kind of mm. fall into that fallout trap. That fall into that fallout trap. I should pick my words <laughs> more carefully. Um, where, like, oh, you know, my, my son has been kidnapped. I should really go and save him. Like, he could be killed by any sort of raving band of marauders at any point. But maybe I'll just go and, like, get this cat some fish first. Um, <laughs> a- and it kind of, like, it, it kind of breaks down a bit there there um i think horizon works really well in the sense that you there's this mystery that surrounds the main character um who she is like where she came from what happened to us you're right camilla like th- there's all these kind of questions you kind of want to answer mm. um but that's not like a pressing mystery that's something that like if you want to kind of get to the bottom of it there's that story there to yeah. to, to, to delve into um but otherwise you know you can go off and do kind of side missions at your leisure mm. um Ghost Recon has too loose a story, I feel. Like, uh, that just wasn't... I wasn't really kind of connecting or engaging with the narrative of the characters in, in any real, real way, um, which is, you know, something I, as a gamer, prefer. I know not everyone is the same on me, with me there. Um, but that's kind of, like, what I hope to see in a game, and I think it benefits tremendously from doing so. Um, but then I think, like, Zelda almost in a sense, it has its kind of grand narrative, yes. Um, And and maybe this is something true with all three of these games, is that you kind of create your own stories in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite open world games uh, is um, DayZ, which is uh, this MMO you're kind of dropped into this big world um, and you're just kind of asked to survive. There's no story. Like, there's no story behind why the zombies are there or, or where you are or the setting. You just, you know, have to keep your health meters full. Um, and the stories that come out of that are the ones like you yourself as a player create, like you stumble across some guy who's like also got his mic switched on, but he speaks Mm -hmm. Russian and you're like, well, we're going to have to try and I guess survive together or until he maybe finds a gun and then turns that gun on me. And like all these (laughs) stories kind of come out of that. Um, that's awesome because that's all like user created, but, Mm uh. When when developers decide to leave an engaging story for you there to sort of uncover at your own pace, I think that works really well for an open-world game. Um, yeah. That's something Rockstar are really good at doing with their games. Um, CD Projekt Red, too. Um, you know, there's a few developers making some really good progress in that regard, I feel.
2: Yeah, one game that comes to mind, actually, is The Forest. It's a Steam game mm. that's been in development for years and it's an open world game where you play um, a man who has been in a plane crash it's a little bit lost like where you wake up after this horrific plane crash except you're the only survivor as far as you know you find a fire axe and from there it's up to you to survive keep hydrated build a shelter etc etc and it's co-op as well you can play together with friends and As I said, this has been in development for years. They've been chipping away at it, adding things, adding things, and only just recently they actually included this complete overarching narrative that, um, without spoiling anything because it's really worth playing, it just implemented this really crazy fantasy element to it that, allowed you to go from this just I'm trying to stay full and I'm trying to you know kill these guys and have a house to there's something incredible going on in this world and it just changed the gameplay completely and um, I have a couple of friends that I play it with and we stayed up for hours just going through this story once we found that first piece of the puzzle we knew that we had to find the rest and actually discover what was going on in this world that we'd played aimlessly for hours and hours and hours in and by the conclusion we were just amazed truly amazed mm.
1: that's awesome mm. Mm. that's, that's really the cool. kind of game i really like yeah definitely.
0: i i think out of everything like for me the the thing that keeps me going with open world games definitely a story like i find if if there's no story that's kind of leading me towards can i guess uh, to continue to play it like i i just get very I get, I get sick of it. I'm like, yeah, too much. Don't want to do it. Can't be bothered doing the side questions, everything too. So I feel that's the, a common theme amongst us all, which is pretty good.
1: It's kind of rare that we all agree on something. And right. Well,
0: Matt's not here, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, true. Good
1: point. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's very good.
0: Um, but speaking of like what we like about open-world games, how about we share maybe some of like our favourite co-op games as well? Obviously, we mentioned Ghost Recon has just come out. We got the review up for that. Uh, you know, 1-2-Switch, a review went up for that as well. A little bit of a multiplayer game, but uh, I don't know if that's anyone's favourite. Oh, I, I think there was one person <laughs> in the Facebook comments. Uh, but what about you guys? Camilla, do you have, like you know, some favorite co-op games or just one, and you know, that is your ultimate one?
2: Oh, I think um, my ultimate one would have to be GTA Online. Nice. I have, I can play it for hours and hours and I have a lot of fun just messing around with friends, um, even not just like we do missions and gang fights and all that sort of thing, but they're constantly building on the world and
0: mm, it, it's just a never-ending
2: sort of, you can, there's always something you can do there.
0: Yeah, they're so good with, like, all their DLC packs and mm. everything comes out for free, basically. So it's just, it's yeah. quality. It's really good. Well done, Rockstar. <laughs> um, Ewan, what about you?
1: Um, I've had a fair few. It's kind of, like, always kind of changing and evolving. I've had, like, periods of um time with my mates where we got really hooked into like cod zombies or left for dead mm. daisy and Mia. i mean there's a bit of a zombies theme clearly <laughs> um but uh the game like i always used to play with my brother going up what i talked about was um was need for speed hot pursuit 2 like kind of that's... playing that split screen and and trying to evade cops together um that was always something we really enjoyed uh recently we've been playing with my mates because we kind of every sort of month or so we kind of get together and like hook up the steam link and, and play some games um i've really been enjoying playing uh berserkers with them that it's like a it's in early access on steam um i think it's made by some aussie devs out of canberra um and uh, you play as, like, armadillos, and you've kind of got to, like, n- navigate your way through different levels. Uh, and um, that's sort of a, a cooperative experience, I guess. Like, uh, if Ooh. you,
0: if if one of your armadillos <laughs> gets killed by a robot on the tracks, it's yeah. hard to describe. Yeah, I was about you got, to be like, you can't just be before. like, yeah, we play as armadillos, and we just see if we can get to the end of the level. What <laughs> the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's... um. It's like an obstacle course, I guess is the best way to describe right. it, and it'll be like filled with robots, like moving objects sure. or like bear traps that can can kill you. Um, and like one section of it will be like ice, and so you slide around a little bit more, or you have to like collect something and drop it inside a switch or whatever. Um, but if if you die, like your one of the other armadillos has to roll over to you and revive you, mm-hmm. uh, and you can only complete a stage when all all of the team members get to the other side pretty much. Right, okay. Um, so you're constantly set. like having to go back and save someone and make sure you all get over there together. Uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. That's been really cool. Um, but Camilla, like we played like a bunch of really cool kind of co-op games um, at RTX. Um, yeah. One of the ones we played which I was really excited about was Death Squared as well mm-hmm. which I believe is around the corner. What, I don't think that's what that far is from that from coming yeah.
2: Um, fun. It's yeah, it's fun. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you go. Move is. on. <laughs> there's press starts <laughs> review
1: for you right there. It's fun. Um, it's like a, a cooperative puzzle game, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a four-player. I, th- I believe there are like different game modes, but what we played was a four-player. Um, and you all like are a different colored block, and you essentially have to get your colored block on top of the right colored um, light? switch light. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's obviously puzzles. You have to come together on to to get to your Switch or, you know, a bunch of kind of complicated puzzle mechanics like that.
0: I think Um, I saw... One of you put up an Instagram post or a Facebook post or something of of the screen when you guys were playing. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it, you know, it gets it gets quite challenging, and it involves a lot of communication and yes. frustration <laughs> with each other, and shouting and Blow general friendship up. breakdowns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always someone that like you just as you're about to solve it, someone falls off the edge <laughs> and dies, and just ruins it for everyone. Um, that's the kind of games I really like. It's a, it's a couch co op game, uh, and yeah. um, there's not enough of those anymore.
0: No, there really isn't. Like, I mean, we play Rocket League a lot. Like, that's. Mm gotta go down as one of my faves but yeah i think and trying to think when i was like younger uh with my best mate we used to play uh the first kill zone on playstation Mm. 2 like all the time the multiplayer and that i don't i really don't know what it was but we used to like just us two versus like 12 ai put them on super duper hard um (gasps) try and just run around with a sniper and just like quick scope them and that kind of stuff like it was just I don't know what it was. It was just really, really good. But that—that definitely stands. I feel silly
1: for not mentioning it now. But Halo was also really good for that. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Medal of Honor Rising Sun was weird that it was specifically Rising Sun. But that was that was one of the games that um, me and my best friend at the time we would play it on the hardest Mm. mode, and we would just play it over and over and over again, just trying to do it quick, more quickly, more quickly Mm. every time, get more headshots every time. We were really little at the time. I <laughs> don't know yeah. what our parents thought of that, but we really, really loved those sorts of games where we could team up and really jam together.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a real strong, uh, strong point of... Um of ghost recon uh, i did sort of say that mm. in uh, in my review that i think it's where it's really going to shine is when you do have like a full squad of four mates and you're just um kind of creating going on your own sort of zany adventures and well, finding weird and wonderful ways to steal the airplane you need to steal or whatever i think mm. that's gonna be a lot of fun
0: well it's kind of like that that division recipe right you know like you could mm. play it by yourself and it would be it would be good but the the most fun came out with you know playing with other people and playing with your friends and getting together so i feel okay. like you yeah i i mean they might start doing a bit of an old rinse and repeat and it gets a little bit <sighs> uh you know everyone gets sick of it but it's a good it's a good formula for now at least yeah <laughs> i stress for That's... now at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you guys are listening and you want to share some of your favorite co-op games, definitely hit us up at AU. We always love to hear what you guys think, and uh, especially stuff like this. Some of us have already shared some nice oldies that we used to play, so definitely hit us up on our socials as well and share yours. Um, let's move on, though. Final topic of the podcast. Obviously, the Nintendo Switch. Massive. Mm. Uh, mm. It's just I, I don't think we've covered anything else on the site apart from the Switch. Um, so we are now <laughs> at just solely a Nintendo news outlet. Uh, sorry for anyone that we're likes making up else. for the years with which yeah, there was yes. no Nintendo news. This is very true. <laughs> um, it was but about time. what do you think it's been? Uh, what has been the key factor for the success of the Switch? I mean, like we've we've got articles up saying that you know it's the most successful launch in America. Um, uh, what was it? I think you know Zelda, Great most successful. As well. Yeah, launch title. Uh, pre- before that, it was Super Mario sixty four, um, which was huge. Uh, yeah, Japan as well, massive numbers. Uh, where's the number here? Three hundred and thirteen thousand units, um, and this is all within a period that is very much not a key selling period either. Um, quite a quiet time around about March so for the Switch to be hitting these numbers is absolutely incredible Um, Ewan what do you think it is what's making people go crazy for it
1: I think Zelda honestly Um, the review embargo for that lifted just before the release of the console um, and it hit 98 or metacritic and it has not gone down at all um when i initially saw that i was like oh that's that's gonna come down once more reviews come through and more and more tens just came out and it just sat where it was um i think that's been a major factor um although i think there is certainly like a degree people just really excited for this console like it it is something quite new um and Mm -hmm. revolutionary and nintendo are very good at that they kind of with the not so much the Wii U but the Wii that they can do quite inventive things with consoles um, and for the most part it works. Um, so I think there's a lot of excitement about that. Uh, it's a cool piece of tech. Um, all the reporting has pretty much gone that way um, besides some of the issues that have sort of been emerging um, in regards to like the Joy-Con disconnecting, uh, stuff like that. Um, but... Uh, it's it's on track i still think it's too early to say whether or not like the success is going to be maintained um like let's not forget that the ps4 uh sold over a million units in the u.s alone uh on launch at launch Mm. um so uh it's still tracking some way behind that um which you know is not is i don't want to like un like (laughs) <laughs> that was exceptional for the PS4 to do that. Like That was quite surprising, caught a lot of people off guard. Um, so I don't want to take away from Nintendo's numbers. Like This is an improvement for them. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm about it, and I expect it to keep going well. Um, how well remains to be seen, but
0: fingers crossed it keeps going up. And like Camilla, obviously being the one out of the three of us that does have a Switch, has it lived up to the hype?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing in terms of hype is to to understand what it is and not to focus mm. on what it can't do mm. or what it, what it does the same as your Xbox or your PlayStation, but to focus on what, what it does differently because I think a lot of the criticism comes from people saying, oh, it looks crap on TV or, you know, the flat frame rate drops when it does this and that sort of thing. I tend to think of it as an overpowered handheld rather than an underpowered an underpowered in-home console. Yeah. And if you look at it from that perspective then it is a, as you said you're a wonderful piece of tech. Um and another yeah, as I said another thing about it is that people are like, "Oh, well, I can just do with that. I can just do that with my PlayStation or I've already got an Xbox. Why do I need this?" And I think the the important thing is that it does things that the Xbox can't, not that it does things that the Xbox can. It's really, really cool to be able to be playing a game whether it's The Legend of Zelda or Shovel Knight or Snipperclips or whatever it is you're playing at the time to play it and to take it away with you, to do it somewhere else, to share it with a friend. The fact that I was able to take it to uni and then when my friends were asking about it, I could actually just pull it out and show it to them and be like, hey guys, hey non-gaming friends. This is what this does. <laughs> this is what it means. And for them to be like, oh, that's really cool. I get It's phenomenal. And I think that's the point that Nintendo really, really made clear this time, and they didn't with the Wii U, is this is what it is. And everyone went, oh, I get it. Mm.
1: Yeah, and they've definitely gone all out with the marketing as well. Like, I've mm-hmm. seen... Uh, adverts like during, um, what's that show called? Married at First Sight. Like yeah. I've seen, uh, like during like Bus mainstream ads. sort of uh, uh, programs. Um, so it's certainly more in the mind of the everyday consumer, I guess, than than the than certainly the way you was. Um, which is good. And like Nintendo, I feel has like a pretty good standing with people at the moment. Like the success of Pokemon yeah, has no. just kind of like reminded people, uh, Mario run as well. Um, they're mark, like that's all great marketing. Like that's mm-hmm. getting Nintendo as a brand, like in the forefront of people's minds. Um, and so then they say, oh, they've got this new kind of groovy console out. Look, look, Camilla's got one in her backpack. <laughs> that thing's awesome. Look, it's like half red half blue. Like that's, that's all really kind of important. Um, and, uh, and there's like this kind of idea, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've been doing some marketing homework recently. It's all in, <laughs> all in my head. Um, but there's this idea of like a product life cycle, right? And you kind of have like the stage of early adopters where we're at now. And then you start moving to the early majority, which is where you really get that kind of boom period. Uh, and I think like, I think there is enough interest in the switch as of the moment that 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 consumer base could really come through, um, and uh, and this could be a really successful console for Nintendo. Because, uh, J- like Jake, I think you're with me that if you could get a Switch right now, like if it was economically viable <laughs> for you to do so, you would. One hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. And, like, I'm I'm kind of getting to the point now where it's like, maybe I should just have me goreng for lunch yeah. and spend <laughs> that extra money on, like, a, a safety deposit for, uh, for my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, so, I think, like, when more and more people start doing that and actually going into the store and picking up consoles, then that's going to be really great for Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. By all accounts as well, like, you can walk into a store and get one at the moment. Like, the stock's pretty good too. It's,
2: it's okay. It's not not too bad. Depends on where you go, but it's... Okay.
1: It's, it's still a wrap.
2: It is. Yeah. It is achievable. I think for that's... For I think box.
1: that's important because Nintendo liked to do the artificial demand thing and, frankly, I think that's pretty dumb. Um... You need to be able to kind of catch that impulse because I think there is like a lot of people that are kind of on the fence. And if I kind of like walk by one, I'm gonna feel that urge to just like stop and maybe like pick up the box and like hold it in my hands for a second, think about getting it. Like, I did
0: that like yesterday night, like, yeah, (laughs) in Target. (laughs) I went in to get like baby cream and I was like, oh, look, there's a switch. How much is it again? How much is this game? Let's just spend another half an hour debating whether I should walk out with one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you'll go to work and you're like, how much did I earn this shift? Okay, why well, the time payday comes through and <laughs> how long that can I postpone <laughs> that bill? Does it really need
0: to be paid now? Yeah. <laughs> Do I
2: need electricity this month? Yeah. Oh, damn! No, because
0: you have the switch. Portable.
1: It will be fine. Yeah, I could just go to Shannon's and charge it there. <laughs> How much power have I got left in my portable <laughs> battery pack? <laughs> uh,
0: too good. It's exciting.
1: It's exciting. Yeah. I think. I think it could pay out well for Nintendo. Absolutely. I'm still hopeful.
0: Yeah, I think if they yeah. keep on the same track they've been going down, um, I think they're going to uh, probably convert a lot of those people sitting on the fence or whether to get it or not um, into mm. uh, definitely promoters of the Switch for sure. Well, hmm. should we uh should we finish off this podcast with a what the wiki? Sounds yes. good. I've got
1: some games prepared for yeah, it. Take you, take the you, reins. Uh, you ready to compete, Jake and Camilla? Absolutely.
0: Second chance. Um,
1: who won last week? I can't remember. Shannon, I scoring? definitely
0: remember because Shannon's been texting me all week, <laughs> just saying snipper <laughs> clips, snipper clips, snipper clips, and I'm like, dude, what a so sore mean. winner
1: yes you know well, it. that is that is i need to say if i can add okay I, i've got a score scorecard app i need to figure out how to add camilla to it but i'll remember who wins that shouldn't be hard for me to do and <laughs> i'll thought that out later uh are we ready for game one contestants absolutely uh if you need a reminder what the wiki is the starcast game show where the host reads part of a wikipedia page for an unknown game and you the contestants must guess the game you can play along at home game number one in the game, the players assume the role of investigative journalist Miles Upshur as he navigates a dilapidated psychiatric hospital overrun
0: by outcast. homicidal patients.
1: <laughs> Camilla's just like... <laughs> Outlast. outcast, Outlast.
2: Sorry. <laughs> look, I'll give you that. I, this uh, is you know, one of my favourite games of all time.
0: You do need to buzz in with your name. Uh, <laughs> uh, buzz, Camilla. But look, you haven't been on the podcast for a while, I, so... Uh, I, I also pay said wide. Outcast. <laughs> yeah. Is it, did, have you watched the show, Outcast?
2: No, I was thinking more of the uh, R&B band from the early 2000s. Oh, with the K.
1: I getcha. I getcha. But Um, it's It is is Outlast. And why did I include Outlast in What The Wiki this week, Camilla?
2: Because the trilogy is coming out and we finally have a release date for Outlast 2.
1: See, I knew she was excited for it. I am.
2: I really am. (laughs)
1: Uh, It is, yes. It is, at last. Um, I highly encourage you to and read the Wikipedia page for that because it's like, the player can walk, run, crouch, jump, and climb over objects. So exciting. So original.
0: That's my kind of game.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Game number two. The game will have a lighter tone than previous installments in the series. It has an open world. El- it has open world elements and places an emphasis on exploration. Many of the series's traditional gameplay elements will remain, while others have been modified, such as combat, which is less cover-based and more mobile. While Bioware may develop a sequel in the future, the Camilla? company has not made Camilla. It's Mass Effect. Which one?
2: Andromeda.
1: It is Andromeda. <laughs> yes, bravo, clean sweep.
2: She takes <laughs> well it Well done.
1: Well done. I had. No that idea. Was- I thought that was a bit of a tricky one because it's on, like- Bioware. Mm-hmm. What's the going on with this? But yeah, Bioway gave it away. But then, like, may develop a sequel in the future. It's like you've got to kind of remember that, like, Mass Effect Andromeda is like a new kind of subsection of the franchise. I guess. Yep. I th- I thought it was trickier, but Camilla's like, oh, whatever you and it's dead easy. Taking <laughs> taking home the points. All right, Camilla, you're. Uh, we've started a new season, so you are now tied in first place with Shannon on one nice. point. God, as long Same as way. Shannon yeah. don't win, I don't care who wins. <laughs> We that. Had we got to the third game, Jake, I think it was going to be for you, but what was I'll it? save that for another oh, episode. Right. I'm not going to tell you, because oh, I'll fine. save it for another episode. What?
0: Okay.
2: Well, the anticipation.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, let's uh, conclude. What was episode 92 of the Starcast? Nearly to 100. Not too long. Eight episodes to go. <laughs> uh organize something. Yeah, make sure <laughs> make sure you are there for episode uh for episode 100 by subscribing to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. All you need to do is search the Startcast. Uh, also don't forget to follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all the social pipes at pressstartau as well as obviously visiting the website pressstart.com.au uh, you can join the conversation tweet us in with your questions your i don't know just a fact that you want to tell us if you just want to speak to all these voices on the podcast and hit us up at pressstartau or you can use the hashtag hashtag the Uh, I've been your host, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at underscore Jake Barras. also on Instagram, that's where I post all my stuff, and joining us today, we just pimp my Instagram out there, Uh, joining us today was Ewan.
1: Uh, thank you very much for having me once again, Jake. No uh, problem, You can mate. follow me on both Twitter and Instagram as well do at it. the at the handle, uh, Ewan underscore Rocksborough. Um, you can go and read my Ghost Recon review. It is up. It is in progress, which I didn't say before because uh, uh, we do want to test more of the online environment Absolutely. and see more of what the game has to offer. Um, but yeah, thanks for those that have spared a kind word for the podcast and the uh, the review over the past couple of weeks. Appreciate it.
0: Nice. And we've also been joined by Camilla.
2: Hello. Uh, at Charlie Whiskey, the I in Whiskey is a one, and I mostly post about Overwatch and whatever I'm playing, but I occasionally retweet my news articles as well.
0: Nice. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been a while since you've been on a podcast, so good to have yeah, you back. Yeah, and thank you
2: for having me ah, well. and letting me win.
0: <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I did because I don't know when uh-huh. your feedback... I you not I to tell him that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, guys. I'm so sad.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, on the way out, guys, I want to hear your catchphrases because we got to get this happening. Uh, so everyone... My catchphrase doesn't work for a conclusion. <laughs> well, mate, you, you decided that's your catchphrase, so now you have to stick with it. Um, so, everyone, thanks again for tuning in, and until the next time, happy gaming. Hello and welcome.
2: Insert cat phrase here. (laughs) Cat
1: phrase. Cat phrase. Cat phrase. phrase.